I have that five year playlist that I'm getting rid of in Napster. It's kind there of are thing. music transfer softwares. Oh, thank God. Is it like the plaid of it's music the plaid transfer of software? music transfer? It's called Glovebox Music. Thank God. There you go. That's great. That's great. Am I the only one in America that still uses Napster? I was going to ask how many yeah, users they absolutely. have. Absolutely. I don't understand how they're in business. Honestly, That's their amazing. app is pretty dope. I haven't used that. Spotify's yet because I can't get in because I can't remember my Apple ID. <laughs> but, but when that happens, when I get in, I'm going to get in and I'm going to do a full write up on what I like, what I don't like. And now, this is the moment podcast fans around the world have been waiting for. Sponsored by Clubbox. It's time for the Cease and Desist Podcast. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you so much, Bruce. Every single time. We should do that more often. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Brucey. Hi, I'm Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You don't know Finding Nemo? Come on. Oh, I missed that. Welcome Hi, to Bruce. the Cease and podcast. We are right in deep of season two, which is amazing. Uh, fellas, what's up? How's it going? What is up? It's a very open-ended question. We're, what's we're up? back on a Wednesday schedule, so we're yeah. all over the place. Yeah, but we're back, like on the, for me. we're back on the out. boozy schedule, which I like. Yeah, so that was a good I move can, bringing these up. I can drink. You're welcome. I was going to say no, but here we are. Here we are. We forced, we it, are. We forced it upon you. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Listening to this, if you're just listening to this, the Super Bowl just ended. There was not a single, not one single solitary insurance commercial on the Super Bowl. Are which we happy? Is crazy. Are we happy really? about that? Yeah, not one. Not one single insurance commercial. No way. Yes, true. I feel like there was a soundboard opportunity there, maybe like a boo. Or I mean, you could call me willing a liar. to make a bet. There has I to be. I will bet you right now. There was not a single insurance commercial on the Super Bowl. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I would take that bet. Like that's got to be impossible. It's it, there's no limu emu. There's no limu emu. There's nothing. No gecko. Thank no, God. nothing. There was no progressive like old people. Ba- Baker would have been funny. You know, he could have complained about not being in the Super Bowl. Never will be. But yeah, yeah. It's like in, in his armchair in the middle of the field. Like, yeah. hey, this is my Super Bowl. Like, because I'm not Bowl. good. But it's like, kind of a lame Super Bowl. But oh, like, I enjoyed it. Stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how could how, how could insurance companies not advertise during yeah, the Super Bowl? That's silly. It was all crypto. Investing crypto. in general and a lot of EV, like cars. So you, it sounds like you are very into watching the commercials. Do you have a favorite? Because the only one I actually can remember is the QR code that was bouncing around like the old DVD sign. It's not even close um, of which <laughs> one was the best one. And I don't watch it for the commercials. I love football. I love it. Um, the Larry David commercial oh, yeah. was, the, was the best one by that far. That was a good one. But Larry David's a that legend. A um, but yeah, no insurance commercials. What's up with that? A lot of cell phone commercials, actually. A lot of hate on T-Mobile, a lot of good on T-Mobile, but you would think uh, maybe insurance companies are good. They're like, hey, we're already rich. We're already rich. We don't really care anymore. I I saw one yesterday, obviously not Super Bowl related, and I was just wondering, you're not, your distribution is independent agents. Why do you even need a commercial? Like, no one's going to know about you anyways. Yeah. Yeah, That's why. Yeah. Well, every every independent agent has that script of, hey, I've never heard of this company before. Like, who is this? The reviews are bad. You're going to love them. (laughs) They're real good. I have my own home there. (laughs) They're AM Best A rated, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Uh, you know what? I want to get in and introduce our guest today. Um, she's someone that we met two and a half years ago, at least almost three. Uh, we're super pumped to have her here. I can't say her last name. I was going to ask her to say her last name for us. Christina, I'll let her fill it in. (laughs) 
Cherry Nice. Boom. From Plaid. Yes. None other than Plaid. And we are super pumped to have her on the Cease and Desist podcast. We crawled into her office almost three years ago in San Francisco. And the reason why is we felt like Glovebox was kind of like a plaid of insurance. Um, and we've come full circle. She's now moved to New York. Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And we, um, yeah, we definitely relate ourselves to uh, the business model that you guys have. And uh, we say kind of the uh, pipe, the pipes, right? The financial pipes that uh, connect all the financial um, entities into one place. Um, there's probably a much better way to describe that than I just said. She's but like, that is not what we do at all. <laughs> no, yeah. Tell us what Plaid does. That'd be super helpful. Sure. So I would say Plaid is basically the connectivity to your financial life. So whether that's you trying to make a payment on Venmo and you don't know what your account and routing number is because who knows what their account and routing number is, Plaid can go and get that for you with your permission, of course. Or if you need to show like your transaction history to a budgeting app or a lender who's trying to issue you a loan, we can get that service for you as well. So we're basically like the pipes that are going to get the financial data that you need to basically take care of your financial well-being, um, you can do that all through Plaid. I used it yesterday. So oh. not even knowing I used it yesterday. And so. that's usually the case. That, that's usually the case, uh, right? People don't realize they're using Plaid. Yeah, Plaid is kind of the, you know, like the background. We're, we're the API that makes the connection, but we're powering all of the fintech apps that are probably on your iPhones right now. Buzzword There's API. so much to unwrap fintech right there. API. But I will say, so nice. I was... Like a bad decision, but I was pumping more money into Robinhood because the market is a bloodbath. Um, and I had to connect my bank account and we did it through Plaid. And it was successful and it was beautiful and I was able to lose more money today. So it was great. It really it. worked out for me. <laughs> no, it was fine. Uh, let's talk about, can you give us a brief history? And I'm assuming you know of the founders, right? Because they're like 30 something. Like they're pretty young, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> They're pretty young. Yeah. So Zach and William both met actually at Bain and they were consultants right. together. Um, and I think what they were first trying to do was actually build their own PFM. So personal financial management app. And they realized it was so difficult to actually get the financial data needed to help you make better financial decisions that they were like, who's solving that problem? Yeah. Like who's actually getting that financial data and making it accessible. And they kind of realized that the infrastructure that was out there already wasn't quite cutting it in like today's market. So they pivoted, scrapped the PFM idea, and essentially started Plaid in 2012. Doesn't that uh, sound familiar? Yeah, it just sounds sounds very odd. It's literally what we want to do for insurance. (laughs) Like the exact same thing. Um, Just as a high level, what what would you say the current valuation is of Plaid? If you had to guess, like what, what does that look like? Um, I mean, after our latest Series D fundraising round, I think it's like 13 and change billion. Um, I think there's a lot of potential. So we've got a couple things in the works that, you know, we're really focused on in terms of like expanding our offerings. But I, you know, aside from obviously my very much personal invested stake in Plaid, I am very bullish on Plaid's future. I like that. I like it. Three years. Is that right? Yes. Three years. So that's got to be a ton of growth in just three years. Do you know how much, how big has the company grown in terms of just like people in that, that short period? Yeah. So fun side story is I actually got an offer from Plaid in 2017 when they were about 75 people and I turned them down. Yeah. Wow. They came back though. They must have come back. Or you came back. I came back. I kind of called them like a year later and I was like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about you. It was like the one that got away. Um, And so honestly, I I 
asked them to re-interview me. And then I joined right after they acquired Quovo, which was a hundred person, kind of a similar company, but doing what Plaid was doing in more of the brokerage and investment space um, here in New York. And so those hundred people came on from Quovo and then I came on shortly thereafter. We were about 300 people and now we're a thousand as of like this month. So super cool. What we should do is put uh, put that into a snippet. We'll copy your email address and anybody that turns us down that doesn't want to work here, we'll post that in Mm. the email and we'll send it back and say, (laughs) ask, ask Christina how that went for Platt. So, because I'm sure her stocks are doing pretty well right now. I'm sure your options are are great. Um, So tell us your story. You uh, started with Platt in San Francisco. Now you're on the other coast back home uh, on the East coast. How did that go? Um, What did that look like? Yeah, I think as Plaid has grown, you know, my first offer to join them, I was living in San Francisco at the time I was actually working on Wall Street. So it was kind of nice to actually be in the Bay Area and be in tech. Um, I was definitely a little hesitant at first, which I think is why I wasn't ready to make that leap in 2017. But if you're around it long enough, you get you get sort of sucked in. Um, Then essentially, look, I was born in New York. My family's here. My friends are here. And Plaid has been growing and opening offices all over. So now we've got the Bay Area, Salt Lake City, New York City, Amsterdam, London, um, DC is a small but mighty and growing office for us. So I essentially raised my hand when they decided to kind of carve out um, like larger territories in our revenue team and kind of split us into East and West. And I was like, yeah, I'll go to the East Coast. That's home. Whoa, 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 you were just about to push the fast forward button on this ad. I guarantee you do not want to fast forward through this ad. What's up guys, it's the Glovebox crew here. Uh, part of the Cease and Desist podcast. Look, we had a really large agency here in Denver, Colorado, and there's one thing I hated about insurance and our business. It's service work. It is the worst. It literally takes me away from being able to sell business and grow my agency. Hiring service reps, 60, 70, $80,000 a year. You can't get them in fast enough. You can't keep them. You can't train them. It's very difficult. Stop. It's why we created Glovebox. Sean, tell them why. Because insurance servicing sucks. It's awful. And consumers hate to call you as well. Newsflash, you're not their friend for the most part, unless you write your buddy's insurance. Otherwise, they're not your friend. So look, Glovebox is geared to reduce your service by 25 to 35%. Think about the bottom line to your agency. Less human capital, less frustrations, less headache. Let your CSRs do higher level work that makes you revenue and get Glovebox today. Now, are you Jets or Giants? Like, where do you go on that? Honestly, I'm neither. I'm Wake Forest football. So right. fair enough. <laughs> right. What about fair Knicks enough. or Nets? Um, probably Nets, but all right. They're both pretty probably. decent. I mean, I'd probably go Knicks over Nets right now. Have the Nets won a game them. in the last like two they years? They finally won they finally <laughs> the other won. day. Yeah, they finally won the other day when Greg Harden. Greg Harden. <laughs> Greg Harden. Jesus. James. James Harden. You can tell what kind of week it's been. Uh he finally left. Thank God. Like good for the Nets. But um, so tell us about what you do at Plaid. What's your daily look like? Um, does it rain money from the ceiling when you walk into the office? Like, what does that look like? It's all digital. Yep, pretty much digital. every day. Just, you know, have to hold on to the umbrella. Yep. Um, no, it's fun. I get to kind of be like the Sherpa through someone's Plaid journey. So yep. we have like a variety of different customers that we work with. I'm particularly in the mid-market segment. That means companies that are six employees to 126 employees. So wide range. We've got you know, startups that are just getting started and haven't built anything. And then we've got like established credit unions, mid-sized banks and, and you know, companies of 100 people that are raising their series B or C round. So it's fun because sometimes I'm really helping to build that product like visually with them and map out what they need from us. Others, they know what they want. And I'm just going to like help them get the support and resources from Plaid that they need to get going. 
how do people implement like a credit yeah. union that doesn't have a probably a big tech team, a big tech budget? Yeah, I think there's kind of two ways. One is go through our partner channel. Plaid's partnerships team like was very, very early when I joined in 2019. It is now like a robust machine. So we get two different sort of paths there. One is referrals of people that are basically implementing Plaid into their software and then referring us business of folks that want to use their software with Plaid embedded into it. And the other path is we've partnered with development, you know, dev shops, so development teams that will actually say, hey, we know you might not have the resources to build this because you're a credit union and you don't have a huge like engineering department, but we can, you can outsource that and we can do the plan integration for you in two weeks. We've done it, you know, 10 times already this month and they'll help those kinds of credit unions build it up. All right. It's probably nice because it's very plug and play, right? I mean, I've seen it, the interface, at least I'm, that side of it's probably very plug and play, but on the back end, I'm assuming it's the same way. Yeah, so Plaid Link is the drop-in module. That's the side where you put in your username and password nice. and you're essentially authenticating, like, this is the data I'm comfortable sharing. And Plaid, go put it in, you know, the hands of Robinhood or Venmo or Coinbase or whatever app it is that, that needs this data. Um, but, of course, then what that company is actually, you know, doing with that data and how they're storing that data is something that needs to be built out. So we, we get help with that all the time. Nice. How many banks are you guys connected to? Ballpark. <clears throat> Oh man. So if you're trying to do payments, we can actually connect you to a hundred percent of banks, credit unions, and financial institutions in the U S. So I think that number is something around like 15,000. It's a pretty good uh, percentage. (laughs) When did you hit a hundred percent? What'd you say? When did Platt hit a hundred percent? I think we made that announcement in 2018 or 2019. And it's not all going to be like through that main first flow. So there's kind of like a waterfall of authentications. Right. So whether you're like a big bulge bracket firm or kind of a smaller credit union, like we've got away. Got it. Now here's right, something that you may not have the answer for, but maybe you do. Um, how often do your APIs break and ha- what kind of size engineering team are we talking about and for handling that? Can you help us not break our APIs? So <laughs> that's also a question. So I know that we've got a 99 point, like 999 repeating bar percent API uptime. Um, so I think we're doing pretty good in that department, but our engineer, um, CTO, Jean Denis, he's incredible. And we are definitely like a very engineering focus and engineering heavy like house. Um, so I don't know what goes on over there. I'm on the go to market side, but I, I trust them. They're doing a good job. Nice. Nice. That's where you want to be. So for you, are you, you're prospecting new clients and are, do you do account management as well? What, what does that look like? Yes. So I am like the first point of contact for folks that are coming inbound. I'm also going outbound and saying, hey, you don't know what we do here at Plaid, but I know you need us. Like, let's chat and see if there's a way we can help each other out. Um, And then the account management side is its own department. So I am essentially all like new business and bringing you on. And once you're on, you then get a Plaid account manager who's like your dedicated point of contact for the lifetime of your relationship with Plaid. My favorite part of that is you go, I know you need us. And so that's a great yeah. sale feeling. Look, that's a great feeling. Yeah. I'm not asking. No, no, no. What, what, what's the biggest objection. objection? Yeah. Or just like point of confusion, I imagine. I imagine it's really similar to what we do because it's a, depending on who you're talking to, it could be an antiquated industry. They're like, what kind of voodoo are you selling exactly. right now? Moving exactly. this they from just, here to there. You got to explain the pipe scope. Yeah, I think that's part of it, especially like the more legacy financial infrastructure companies. They're like, well, how does this work? Like, what is going on here? Um, And so, you know, we have solutions engineers who can basically get on the call and they can take that in the more technical direction. Um, 
But from our perspective, I'd say like one of the the main objections we just get is like, we don't have the resources to build this right now, you know, yeah. because there's so many competing priorities. And so my job is to then explain why actually having Plaid is good from the ROI perspective. It's good from the conversion perspective. It's good from the like consumer trust perspective and actually getting, you know, your application or, you know, your infrastructure to work. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. I think uh, it relates to a lot of the insurance carriers that we work with. It's like, you don't need to be a sophisticated tech company at this point. You can leverage other solutions, you know, smarter solutions, of course, like Glovebox. Um, and, <laughs> and with Stra- or No plug intended. Plaids. And with Plaid, sorry. Uh, it's been that kind of day. Um, and you don't have to be that t- side of the business. Focus on what you do and let us enable you in a much more effective way for your consumers. It's It makes total sense. Do you guys, do you still find that you get a lot of pushback though, people that are trying to replicate your product in-house? If you want to build connectivity to 15,000 banks in-house, like be my guest, but it is, it is really hard. And I think it's something that took Plaid so long. And I think that's also the unique part about Plaid is that that is our business. We're supporting businesses where their like main goal and their objective objective as a company is not that that's just something that would help them. Right. Exactly. Yep. So go to your business and let us help is yeah. What we always, um, I think are still struggling with and it's, it's definitely gaining momentum, but it's like, you don't have to be everything to all people in your technology and your product. Let us handle some of the tech and and you go crush insurance, which is what you do. So yeah, we can relate from a non-technical perspective. Um, the three of us being non-technical, uh, Sean's the closest. He's learned a lot this year. I don't know. Last year. I, love it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I switched to Mac. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was, a big day. That was exciting. Um, no. So yeah, kind of on that standpoint, is there different types of integrations when you're considering all different types of APIs or is it just kind of one, this is how we do it. And how does, how does that work? Different types of integrations. Do people understand how that works? Or like a preset uh, product that the people are going to, once they've connected, here's the three things I needed to do on the back end or common things. So the one sort of standard is plaid link, like plaid link, our drop-in module where we make sure the consumer is giving consent because as I'm sure you've seen data privacy and security is a huge hot topic. And plaid wants to make sure that like we're at the forefront of being transparent with consumers because it is super sensitive. It's your financial data, right? You don't just want that in the hands of anybody without you knowing. Right. So Plaid Link is mandatory. And that's the drop-in module that asks for your username and password. And that's where we authenticate with the user that we can share their data. Yep. From there, then you can call any of our APIs. And we have a wide variety of different kind of flavors of Plaid APIs. There's the ones for payments. There's now liabilities, which can get you student loan data, mortgage data, um, credit card debt data to help people basically figure out if they need to refinance or if they can actually get a better rate elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have, you know, investments, which kind of came off the back of the Clovo acquisition. So we can not only see your checking and your savings, but we can also see what's in your E-Trade, Fidelity or Charles Schwab account. So lots you- of different options, but CloudLink is kind of the main the hub of all of those different paths. Got it. Have you guys thought about getting into insurance? That's what Is I was going to ask. That you guys have considered. It sounds like, you know, everything financial uh, product wise has insurance come across. She the, goes, well, actually, the, the we're building clip. I know, right? <laughs> I'm pleased to announce. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't think Plaid needs to because there's Glovebox. So yeah, That's you true. stole my answer. I love that. Fair enough. Um, a couple more questions. Then we're going to dive into some, some definitely a, a better story about how we met you. But um, so what, I, what do you guys have new coming down the pike? Like what's super cool that you can share with us that you guys are working on? Like give us some juicy details on Plaid. 
Yeah, so much. Um, I'll start with payroll data. That's also been a hot topic in the fintech world. So we actually just launched um, last year an, an integration with ADP and other payroll providers in the United States. So instead of us just getting you know an extrapolated view of what your salary and what your income might be to help verify employment and employers, we were like, why don't we just get that directly from the payroll provider? Yeah. Um, so we've built that out as well in our income API. So that's one that I'm super excited about that we've been really focused on. Um, two is definitely payments. So we've got a new product called Transfer. Um, it's still in beta right now, but you'll probably see that GA later this year. We found so many people were trying to do ACH, automated clearinghouse transactions, bank-to-bank -bank transfers, yeah. and they were using Plaid to authenticate, but wanted to use Plaid for the full end-to-end -end money movement. So we've now got that in the works. Um, we just acquired Cognito, which you probably saw in the news yeah. about a month ago. Um, so identity verification and thank you. Identity verification and figuring out other ways to authenticate users and onboarding is huge. And then I think the other headline is international expansion. Like we are growing rapidly in Europe and that's been so exciting. And I think you might see Plaid pop up in another region in the next year or two, which is really cool. Nice. Are you guys doing anything with crypto? Right I was now? gonna say that we're yeah. all the same wavelength. <laughs> oh my god, we're like mind mouthing right now. We complete each other's sandwiches. <laughs> nice. Sandwiches. There you go. <laughs> so we work with a lot of crypto companies. Like if you're funding, you know, it's the fiat on ramp with Coinbase, MetalPay, Gemini, um, Robinhood. What else? We have Binance, Crypto.com. Um, so we're partnering with a lot, and I think the team is thinking about as this continues to kind of gain more momentum. Like, what else can Plaid do to kind of stay yeah. competitive in the crypto space? Who is Plaid's favorite crypto? Ooh, good question. That's like asking uh, who your favorite child is. And did you have stock? And everyone has one. Did you have stock in Dogecoin? <laughs> Are you a Doge millionaire, Christina? <laughs> I am not a Doge owner. It no. didn't happen. Okay. Cool. Now, Andy, do you want to tell the story of how we met Christina in the first place? Because we came like puppy dogs to Plaid in San Francisco, and I'll let you tell the yeah, story. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think I can remember most of it. Um, we were in town meeting with, who are we meeting? No, 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 the Mr. Scott McNeely, actually. Yes. Is that what we were there for? We were there for Scott McNeely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. He came to breakfast in his sweatpants. That's the meeting. I love All you, right. Scott. Okay, so <laughs> we were we were meeting with uh, who's now on our board of advisors, our uh, um, Scott McNeely, former CEO of Sun Microsystems. And uh, during that meeting, we we're like, hey, well, let's just go see what's going on in San Francisco. And by the way, we definitely have the, the similar business model with uh, Plaid, so let's see if we can get in the door. Um, we actually went out of our way to tweet at Plaid. We and said, this is what day? Uh, I'm looking day? at it right here. It's uh, November 5th, 2019. Cool. We said, at Plaid, we are in your hood today. Mind if we stop by and say hello? <laughs> uh, within minutes, within minutes, Plaid responds, welcome, exclamation point. Please no. send us a direct message. Thanks. And we did just that. Um, <laughs> no, you cannot stop by. <laughs> if I was, oh, and let me scroll over. I see the, uh, the DM here. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, they said, uh, please send us an email that is best to reach out to you directly. I'll get in touch with our sales team, which ended up being Christina, and <laughs> get in touch with you right away. Um, Interesting gatekeepers. You tweet, they say send a direct message. Then they say, that is okay, now now you can go to email. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to. Did they say, get, a, get a phone call next? We'll, we're going to probably tweet out this DM later. Uh, that was just basically how we got our foot in the door. And when we walked in that building, not only were we just like jaw dropped at like how cool the office was but um i know for sure like the check-in process was so legit i got a badge remember that we got a badge I think you got a jacket maybe of some sort yeah, like yeah. No, yeah it was like the most booth. incognito building because we rolled up to it and that was my first time in san francisco 
And I was like, what a dump. Like, oh, this it, place is funded? Like, yeah. And then we rolled in and I was like, oh, holy shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> this place That's is a good awesome. point. That is how that experience went. I was went. like, this old warehouse? Like, there's not even a name on it. Christina, there's and not you, a name on it, is there? I don't think I had a name on it. There's not a name on the outside, no. Christina, you would agree. The outside of that building was like, oh, <laughs> my God. What are we rolling up to? I think the inside is the most charming part. Yeah, that was, oh, it was amazing. And we got in. It was the stadium, inside, stadium was like, seating, like massive stadium seating. I'm talking like, well, I don't know how many rows, but yeah, yeah. there was probably 20, 25 rows. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kaylin oh, showed us a picture of the building. Yeah. It's insane. We'll like, post all these. And mind you, we were in a 150 square foot workspace with the four of us at the time. So like, it felt like we were to talk. Yeah. Yeah, but it was insane. Um, I remember yeah. that that conversation. We sat in um, we sat in kind of the I guess you consider it the the lobby or the foyer, and um, that area was cool. You look around you, and there's just a bunch of glass uh, conference rooms and multi uh, maybe two three stories. You can see all the office and kind of the different departments that are working. Um, that was a fun conversation. We got to know a lot about the plaid story. So I'm sure you remember it. Do you remember that conversation? I do, and then I remember everyone being like. She's talking to the guys that tweeted at us downstairs. Look, and someone actually, like, someone took a photo of me talking to you guys and like sent it to our like company channel and was like, "These guys tweeted at us and now they're here." And that's I'm like, funny. What creep balls? That's, what are they doing? I wish you could tra- trace works. that picture. That's so He's funny. So good. Yeah. Nice. How does uh, the New York office compare to the San Francisco? Uh, in terms of like actual, you know, physicality, it's like hardwood floors, very Soho. Um, nice. It's it's beautiful, honestly. In terms of size, I think we've got almost 200 people in New York now. Wow. So headquarters wow. in SF, it is bigger. Um, and I actually think during the pandemic, we've been hiring so much that we might have outgrown that space. Um, cool. But our workplace experience team is incredible. And they kind of do a very um, like diligent job of making sure the offices like feel and look and yeah. kind of are the same. I love that title. Yeah, that's a crazy yeah. workplace. Actually, I like that. So, Willa, your title just got changed. Tell me about some of the stuff that the company does to uh, engage all all the employees. Like, what's some fun stuff that you guys do that, like, is pretty unique, would you say? Yeah. So, I'll be honest. I had the same reaction you all just had when I joined. I was coming off of four years on Wall Street. And when this um, person on the workplace team introduced herself, she was like, I'm on the workplace experience. My job is to make sure you love coming to work every day to do your job. Amazing. all right. That's a job. I, was like, <laughs> like, I didn't even what? know that Fair that enough. was a job. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're incredible. They plan our company-wide retreats every year. You know, they help make sure that like our birthdays are celebrated. Um, they're incredible. They do all of those types of internal events for like socializing and networking. Then yeah. they also plan a lot of actually like very um, intentional and sort of supportive whether that's physical fitness, mental well-being, um, all of the stuff going on during the pandemic to kind of check in on employees. They help also put on like our employee resource group. So I was a big part of um, Women Plus back in San Francisco, um, kind of leading events that we would host to have like women leaders in fintech come in and speak to us. So they're an incredible team. I don't know how they do it. That's awesome. And the problem right now is Gabby's filling out a a job application for Plaid. So this sucks because now she's leaving. (laughs) Just like that. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) She's like, I'm out of here. It's not going to release anymore. (laughs) Well, it sounds like we're going to have a role opening up here. (laughs) We'll We'll put Christina's story at the bottom. (laughs) Don't ghost us. Uh, Cool. I want to jump into some personal stuff. Uh, with you, if that's all right. Uh, who are you listening to right now and what are you listening to it on? We already talked a little bit about it before we started recording, but bring that up. who are you listening to and where are you listening to it on? I'm listening to Dua Lipa and definitely mostly on Spotify. Nice. Do you sing out loud when you listen to it? 
it's, that's a good question. Have I had a couple of drinks? And probably, <laughs> yeah. yes. Nice. Hum, hum your favorite song right now. <laughs> yeah, at work. Nice. Uh, what are you reading right now? Um, I just started reading Eat a Peach, um, which is David Chang's novel. I'm a big like chef. I love cooking. I'm a foodie. So. Cool. I'm reading James that. and the Giant Peach. So nice. pretty much the same books. And we actually, sh- we call Sean a peach on a regular basis. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like you're a peach. Are uh, you are you Italian? Is that, is that fair? I am. Okay, I figured. Yeah. Uh, best food that you cook? Oh, man. Um, my bolognese sauce has gotten some rave cool. reviews cool. over the right. pandemic. Nice. I've kind of perfected that. Do you put your dishes on social media? Like, do you blast them they out? Do. She has an account specifically for her Perfect. dishes. Perfect. <laughs> Christina's best dish. <laughs> nice. Uh, dishes it's by Christina. Christina. Oh, there you go. Let's talk about uh, New York real quick. What's your favorite spots right now to hang out in New York for dinner, to go out? What's What's the landscape like? Yeah, New York is back. I feel like, honestly, you know, during 2020, we were eating outside in four feet of snow and it was sad. Um, but definitely 2021, you know, we saw an uptick and... I love Via Carota. That's one of my favorite Italian restaurants in New York, um, in the West Village. Nice. So that would probably be kind of top of my list right now. Love that. Uh, what are you investing in currently? Oh, man. Well, luckily, I got into crypto before kind of the craziness of the yeah. last year. So I am a buy and hold kind of gal there. So you're, you're long, um, long run. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I am long crypto. Um, I just like having skin in the game, you nice. know. Yeah, for sure. And Life's then, a lot better with skin in the game. <laughs> yeah, Andy knows from his sports betting. <laughs> that went amazing. <laughs> we don't need to go there today. <laughs> Do you sports bet, Christina? I doubt. You don't seem like the sports better type. She goes, how dare you? <laughs> crypto is my, crypto's my uh, betting enough for me. Crypto is the one. We need to learn a thing or two because we're getting destroyed. Nice. What's your favorite <laughs> What's your favorite sport to cheer for? Um... For me, probably football or basketball. Football I cheered in college, so those are my sports. And you went to Wake Forest? Is that the deal? I did. Got it. They played last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I followed their football season a lot more closely this year because we actually had an incredible football season, which was not the case when I went to school there. But I'm a Deke at heart. Go Deeks. They, came, they were down to Duke by 16 at halftime, came back. And dude almost made a 75-footer at the buzzer to win. Like, it literally rimmed out. It was really? crazy. Yeah, y'all almost beat Duke at home. It would have been real nice. But you didn't. So I'm sorry. But it was almost It was almost there. That's what no one so. knows. You'll always have Chris Paul, though. So yep, that's, that's nice. true. Absolutely. Uh, to wrap up, what is the one thing that keeps you at Plaid? Like, what is your favorite thing about working at Plaid? It's going to sound really cliche, but it's definitely the people like everyone that is on my team for like the most part over the past few years has just become like a good friend. Um, Sophie, who you all met is a close friend of mine. She, she interviewed me, then she onboarded me. Um, We sat next to each other when we were back at HQ and like, she is someone that, you know, will forever be like a long time lifelong friend. And so I just think that the caliber of people that Platt has is pretty incredible. And beat it. It's always about the people. Out of complete curiosity, what internal chat do you guys use at Plaid? We use Slack. Okay. There we go. Perfect. Remember when we were in New York when Slack went IPO, Sean? I do. And they threw a block party on Wall Street Mm -hmm. that morning. It was awesome. It's exactly what I want to do when we go IPO. Are you guys going to go public someday, do you think? I would hope so. Um, Those those decisions are above my pay grade, but I think that 
that would be an awesome path for Plex. Can you, yeah. can you give I do, a, I'll never talk to you guys. Can you give us a heads up <laughs> before not going? Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christina, we want to thank you so much for joining us on the Season Assist podcast. Uh, we definitely look up to Plaid and the work that you guys do. We think it's amazing. Um, and especially, you know, the work that you do on the sales side um, and, you know, meeting you two and a half years ago was awesome. Andy wants to add something. I just hope we get a cease and desist from this episode because we asked something that we shouldn't have. We do have room on our wall for a, another cease and desist. That would be so, awesome. Plenty of room. We should ask a question to try and get one. Can we do that? <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. Christina, thank you so much. We're going to be out in New York next week. We'll shoot you a tweet. We'll swing by the office and we'll eat some bolognese. Fair enough? Can't wait. All right. <laughs> Boom. Thank you. Thank you so we much. We appreciate you. Thank Have you guys. Have a lovely day. <laughs>